Welcome to the Disney Beat, a podcast brought to you by the DizInsider.com. My name is Sean Nyberg, and I will be covering all of the Disney headlines to keep you informed as you start your week. Hello there, this is Sean Nyberg, and this podcast is being recorded on the evening of Sunday, January 31st, 2021. All right, let's dive into the news. I am very excited to start things off with a big announcement from the Disney parks. Walt Disney Imagineering announced details about their long-rumored update to the Jungle Cruise attraction that is coming to both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. The real story behind the upcoming changes was that a revamp was planned due to Disney's continued emphasis on diversity and inclusiveness. It doesn't take a PhD in social studies to recognize that many elements of the Jungle Cruise are extremely offensive. I almost describe them as like outdated, but that implies that they were once acceptable depictions of certain groups, right? I don't think even Disney would try and claim that many of these elements of the ride were actually ever truly appropriate. Oftentimes, something is wrong far before society has deemed it so, and I think this is one of those cases. Happily, the Disney company is making all the right moves lately and will be making some fantastic updates to the attraction. The changes will not just include some new animatronics, it will also include an entire new storyline that will run through the entire attraction. Our journey will follow a skipper whose trip has gone horribly awry. In fact, their ship will have split in two with one half being overrun by chimpanzees. We will see the skipper and his guests escaping up a pole just out of the way of a curious rhinoceros. The attraction will still be filled with puns and dad jokes and many of your favorite elements from the originals will remain like the backside of water and the live skippers providing a unique experience each trip. The Jungle Cruise was an opening day attraction in both parks, first premiering in Disneyland in 1955. The ride will receive renewed interest this summer with the release of the big budget action film Jungle Cruise, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. You can see the concept art in a video from Disney Parks regarding this change over at thedisinsider.com. Disneyland cast members got a bit of good news this week, a rare thing to come uh, recently with the COVID-19 pandemic reaching all-time highs over the holidays. However, a recent downward trend in new cases and hospitalizations triggered California to lift their stay-at-home orders, which allowed the downtown Disney district to reopen outdoor dining again. This one change meant that Disney could bring over 200 cast members back to work this past week. While the number is low compared to the thousands of employees furloughed and laid off, it is a welcome sign and hopefully just the beginning of a slow and steady reopening. Experts attribute the downward trend of new cases and hospitalizations to a number of factors, which include initial results from early vaccinations, the numbers retreating from their holiday-induced highs in the mid-January, the result of millions of people surviving COVID-19 infections and developing temporary immunity, and decreased level of testing compared to the highs leading up to the holiday travel. So while new and faster spreading variants are popping up all over the United States, vaccine distribution is starting to pick up and the race between vaccination and the spread of the new variants will determine when these parks can reopen in the case of Disneyland or loosen restrictions in the case of Walt Disney World. 
Regardless of the macro elements at play, the simple things we can do to get us back into the Disney park sooner are wear a mask, socially distance ourselves, and vaccinate when we are eligible. I hope that we can all do the right thing and live to one day tell the story to our grandchildren about the year the earth stood still, or more importantly, the year that Disneyland was closed. Speaking of the closed resort, I got access to some exclusive photographs of the Disneyland Resort taken high above from a passing helicopter. This is really cool, you guys. We have the pictures posted at thedisinsider.com, and you should go check them out. They are absolutely gorgeous. The pictures show an empty, clean, and just beautiful park ready for guests to come barreling back in. If you look at the picture of Disney California Adventure, you can zoom in and see that the upcoming new land, Avengers Campus, which took over where A Bug's Life used to be, um, it's essentially complete. So it looks like the concrete is all poured, the building facades are all finished, and the greenery is in place. So while I'm sure there's likely a bunch of small details to wrap up, I was honestly surprised by how complete the land looked. You can see all that. And you can also see that the scrims and scaffolding that were erected around different attractions in the Disneyland park, such as Haunted Mansion and Snow White's Enchanted Wish, have been removed, indicating that those projects have concluded and are ready for guests. So go uh, check out the photos. Even if you're not a huge Disneyland fan, they are just breathtaking. And if you've never seen Disneyland from this point of view, it truly gives a glimpse of the massive show buildings and the behind the scenes areas that you would never imagine were there simply by visiting the park. I hope you enjoy the pictures and make sure to share them with your friends. It's, um, so yeah, I got, I got a hold of these photos from someone who flew over and typically over Disneyland, it's a no fly, you know, you can't fly, especially, I mean, they almost always, right? Have guessed the fact that they've been closed like this is unprecedented. And so uh, airplane and helicopters can never fly a low enough level to be able to get any kind of pictures. Right. And even when it's closed, they're not typically supposed to be able to fly over it. Well, um, every, you know, every once in a while, a helicopter is allowed, the air, air traffic control lets them just fly over if they speed up and, and they, you know, they move quickly over the area. Um, and with the recent rain uh, and, and the heavy rain and storms happening in California, the, um, this, this helicopter was allowed to fly very low over a restricted area. So these, these photos are, um, you know, they're very hard to get. They're almost impossible to get when there are people in the park. And they're very rare to get even when no one's there because it's just airspace is not allowed to be flown through. So just all the all the circumstances lined up and, and this, this uh, photographer and the helicopter got these amazing photos. And it really just gives a look at the park that you're never going to see again because, you know, God willing, this, this, you know, the, the complete emptying of the parks was not going to be something that we're ever going to have to deal with again. So go check them out. The disinsider.com. They're fantastic photos. And I really hope you appreciate them. Uh, moving away from the parks. We finally got some word about the upcoming monsters Inc series come to Disney plus the series will, uh, was announced a while back, but it's absence during the big investor day presentation in December left many people wondering if the show was still in the works. Well, good news for all you Mike and Sully fans. In a recent interview with Collider, Billy Crystal, the voice of Mike Wazowski, gave an update on the project and confirmed that a number of the episodes were already completed. John Goodman will be reprising his role as Sully, and the show takes place six months after the film Monsters, Inc. ended. The series also includes Ben Feldman from Superstore, Kelly Marine Tran from Star Wars Episodes 8 and 9, and the upcoming Raya and the Last Dragon, Jennifer Tilly, and Pixar alum John Ratzenberger. Billy Crystal shared that the episodes vary in length and will be part of a whole rather than episodic one-offs. 
there is no release date announced for this Monsters, Inc. series. Disney has released a brand new trailer and poster for the upcoming Disney animated feature film, Raya and the Last Dragon. You can see both at thedisinsider.com. The film is set to be released in theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access at the same time on March 5th for $29.99 will be the um, Premier Access price. It's the same price that D Disney's Mulan live action had um, at the end of summer last year. You know, you'll be able to have access to it. You'll also have to have a Disney Plus, um, you know, subscription, $29.99 um, or wherever, I don't know, come uh, March 5th, what areas of the United States that the movie theaters are open. Um, but wherever they're open, you'll be able to see it there too. So, um, yeah, but if you want to check out the new uh, um, trailer, go over to DisneySider.com. It's a fantastic trailer. It really shows the action that they've been talking about. That's going to be that's going to set this one apart from some of the other um, princessy uh, animated films. So go check it out. Actor Javier Bardem confirmed that filming on the upcoming live-action remake of The Little Mermaid has indeed begun. This project was fully prepped and set to film nearly a year ago when production was shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic just days before filming was to begin. Bardem, who plays King Triton, Ariel's father, stated that he feels safe due to the lengthy and exhaustive COVID-19 protocols that are used on the film set. The film also stars Hal Bailey as Ariel, Jonah Howard, Jonah Howard King as Prince Eric, Jacob Tremblay as Flounder, David Diggs as Sebastian, Aquafina as Scuttle, and Melissa McCarthy as the Sea Witch Ursula. The film is being directed by Rob Marshall, who is best known for his work directing the film adaptation of the musical Chicago and Mary Poppins Returns, amongst others. So, this project has so much interest amongst Disney fans, of course, Little Mermaid fans, and just a lot of people. It's really interesting. they got some heavy hitters working on this thing. You know, the animated film Little Mermaid was a huge hit for Disney. Really kicked off that Disney res um, renaissance period in the 90s, uh, late 80s, you know, so it kicked it off in the late 80s, and it really took off in the 90s. And... So a lot of people are really excited for this film, trying to see what they're what they're going to do with it, um, and just the story. I mean, they had they had the the music recorded, they had the numbers choreographed, they had the the makeup, the hair, the outfits, the sets built, and then like boom, like days they shut they had to shut down for COVID. So we now know we it was long rumored that they had begun filming again um, in this new year, um, but now we know for sure because actor Javier Bardem confirmed it. So. Uh, we'll be looking out. There's no release date yet. Um, we expect it in 2022, but I am just keeping an eye on a December date of this year that is being left open by Disney, and they ha they have reserved the spot for a release, but they haven't announced what the release is yet. So, based on nothing, I part of me wonders if they're going to try to get the post production done of this thing in time to get it out in December for a big, you know, a big family hit over the Christmas holiday. So we'll see doubt it but uh you know I, it's something that i'm kind of hoping for so we'll see uh they're speaking of movies being released in the theaters uh there continues to be endless speculation regarding the release date of the upcoming marvel film black widow which was planned to be released early last year and was pushed back due to covid19 disney chose not to move this project to disney plus Yet, the current release date is set for May 7th in the theaters, with the rough start to vaccine distribution pushing many industry plans back at least a month or two, many wonder if this May 7th date will hold, and if so, will the film also get released on streaming at the same time? It is clear that Disney wants this film released in theaters as it sets up the timeline for the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
There were plenty of opportunities for Disney to move this film to Disney Plus over the last year, and they have chosen not to, which says a lot. I mean, they moved, I mean, they moved Mulan. I know they did Premier Access, but they moved it to um, streaming or, or um, you know, uh, getting it online in, instead of a theater. And that was a huge, that was going to be one of the big blockbusters last year. And they moved that to streaming and they moved um, Soul to streaming. So, you know, they weren't scared to move stuff to streaming this last year and they won it with Black Widow. So I just, part of me want, you know, they've held out this long and they made such a statement by not releasing it on streaming uh, first that I just, it'll be a big decision if they decide to do that this time. I think they're going to stay in theaters. Hopefully we can get numbers down enough so they can get a big enough audience to keep it on May 7th, but we'll see. So as of right now, uh, the film is set for release on May 7th, and any changes will be reported here on the Disney Beat as well as the DisneySider.com. Speaking of Disney+, Plus, the internet is buzzing after the fourth episode of WandaVision was released on Friday. For the first time, the series broke from the sitcom formula and truly dove into the larger story that permeated the series and bubbled underneath the first three episodes. The series showrunner Jack Schaefer hinted that the series will dive deeper into Wanda's relationship with her brother Quicksilver along with potential origins of their powers. The series has five more episodes and is released each Friday on Disney+. It was announced that Disney is canceling the Disney XD show Big Hero 6 The Series after three seasons. This is not a huge surprise considering Disney recently announced an upcoming Disney Plus series titled Baymax! A show that will follow the main character from the Big Hero 6 film. There is no release date for the upcoming new series, but Big Hero 6 The Series will air its final episode on Monday, February 15th at 7.30pm on Disney XD. We have learned that the upcoming Mighty Ducks series will premiere on Disney Plus on Friday, March 26th. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers is a 10-episode series set in present-day Minnesota. A trailer has been released for the series and is available at thedisinsider.com, so go check it out. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of people who I, you know, this film came out right when I would be watching it in the nineties and a lot of people really loved it. I liked it. I don't know. I just didn't connect with it as much as some people, but it's definitely got a following and I just really, um, excited for just a whole new batch of young hockey fans to, uh, be able to get into something, you know, that represents something they enjoy. So, um, the series starts on March 26th. So check that out and go check the trailer out if you're interested. As always, new cast and crew announcements were revealed this week for upcoming projects. We've learned that Luke Evans has joined the cast of the live-action remake of Pinocchio. He will be playing the Coachman, a villainous character who lures kids into Pleasure Island, where they are turned into donkeys. Spoiler alert, sorry. Um, (laughs) Evans is best known to Disney fans uh, for his role as Gaston in the live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast. The upcoming Disney Plus Lucasfilm series Willow, based on the popular 80s film of the same name, is in talks with actor Tony Revolori for an unnamed leading role. Revolori is best known for his role as Flash Thompson in the Spider-Man films Homecoming and Far From Home. Actress Kiki Palmer is set to host and produce the upcoming Disney Plus series Foodtastic. All one word, Foodtastic an unscripted competition series where teams of contestants are challenged to create whimsical, larger-than-life, Disney-inspired works of art made out of all types of food. Palmer made her acting debut in uh, Barbershop 2, Back in Business, and has had numerous roles since, starring in Aquila and the Bee, Medea's Family Reunion, 
Ice Age Continental Drift and the television series Scream Queens and the 2019 slasher series Scream, just to name a few. The upcoming Disney Plus reboot of Cheaper by the Dozen just added Emmy award-winning actor Zach Braff in the project. Braff won an Emmy for his performance in the hit TV series Scrubs. Production is expected later this summer with a 2022 premiere on Disney+. Three Men and a Baby is getting a remake set to be released on Disney+. As we've previously announced, Zac Efron will star in the lead role. This week we learned that director Mo Maribel has been tapped to direct the series. Maribel has previously worked on Woke and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The Disney Plus film has no release date scheduled. It is being reported that Momita Sengupta has just been named the newest executive vice president at Lucasfilm. She will be overseeing every project produced by Lucasfilm, which means all of the upcoming Star Wars projects, Indiana Jones and Willow, to name a few and any of the spinoffs that come from any of that. Sengupta previously served as executive vice president at Viacom as well as vice president of production at Netflix. So clearly she has, uh, you know, the experience and the know-how. Sengupta will join Kathleen Kennedy, who's Lucasfilm's president, as one of the most influential voices within this large division of Disney. The Walt Disney Company received a number of awards from the American Film Institute. The AFI named Disney Pixar Soul as one of the 10 best movies of the year, along with Disney searchlight film Nomadland. They also named the Disney Plus series The Mandalorian one of the 10 best TV shows of the year. The Disney Plus filmed version of the Broadway hit Hamilton won a special award. The AFI wanted to honor the remarkable hit special in a way um, because it didn't fit neatly into any of the categories because it wasn't really a movie, even though it was, and it wasn't really a TV show, even though it was streamed. So um, just, you know, the AFI said, hey, we make these rules, we make these awards, and we're going to give a special award to Hamilton, which is very rightly deserved. Um, So congratulations to Soul, Nomadland, The Mandalorian, and Hamilton. This podcast is being released on Monday, February 1st, which means a new month and a new list of programs coming to both Disney Plus and Hulu. You can see the long list of movies, series, and specials lined up for the month of February at thedisinsider.com. We also have a list of the programs that have been removed from Hulu at the end of January due to the license agreements expiring. For those international listeners, there's also a huge list of projects coming to star on Disney Plus in the UK and Ireland. This is Disney's attempt at merging their more adult-themed programming into Disney Plus. There are a number of safeguards in place to keep the adult content away from younger viewers. This will be an interesting change in these markets, and if the merge is successful, it could foretell big changes coming at some point in the future to Disney Plus in the United States. Hint, hint, maybe a potential merging of Hulu and Disney Plus. But that's not happening this year, but I, I, I you know they're going to be watching to see how um, this combination of the more adult stuff with, with the family-friendly stuff works in the UK and in Ireland, and they're doing it in some of the other bigger um, markets too. So we'll be watching that. So a list of <clears throat> all the stuff coming to Disney Plus, Hulu, the stuff leaving Hulu, and all the stuff that's going to be merged in um, with Star on Disney Plus in UK and Ireland. All those lists are available at thedisinsider.com, so go check them out. To wrap up, I just want to remind everyone that we are conducting a months-long bracket-style tournament over at thedisinsider.com. We are calling it the Ultimate Disneyland Resort Tournament of Rides. It is a six-round bracket-style tournament to decide the best ride at Disneyland and Disney California Adventure in Anaheim, California. 
Last week, we recorded over 143,000 votes. And round three winners have been announced on a special the Disney Beat podcast released two days ago, along with a list of the winners at thedisinsider.com. Round four of the tournament will take place this week with matchups and voting available at thedisinsider.com, at my Twitter handle, at Sean Nyberg, at the website's Twitter handle, at thedisinsider, and on the Facebook and Instagram pages for The Dis Insider. So come let your voices be heard and see the results. It's pretty fun. We're getting to the Elite Eight right now, and we've got like, um, gosh, it's off the top of my head right now, but we've got Splash Mountain, um, Haunted Mansion, Indiana Jones, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, Pirates of the Caribbean, Space Mountain, um, the Matterhorn and I'm missing one more, but it's one of the big ones. So, <laughs> um, gosh, I'm going through my, do, 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 uh, yeah. Anyway, go check it out. You'll figure out what that eighth one is. We've got, it's going to be, since we're down to the eight Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's going to be one matchup per day. So, um, go check that out. Vote, please come. Um, and you'll listen to the, res- um, we'll announce the results on the Disney beat this Friday, um, in a special episode that will be released later in that day. So check it out. Then we'll get to the elite, the elite, sorry, the elite eight will go down to the final four. The final four will be down to the championship. So in two weeks we'll be down to the championship. So whew, it's going to be a real, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun and very sad. Oh, the one I forgot. How did I forget it? Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, big Thunder Mountain Railroad. That one of the classics. So, um, I mean, classics late seventies, but it's been around for a while and people love it. So anyway, that's going on. <laughs> Go make sure to vote for those at the Dis Insider, all the Twitter handles and everything. Also, please visit the Disinsider.com to see a number of features that were not discussed in this episode, including a look at David Diggs's comments on preparing for the role of Sebastian in the little mermaid live action film and an ongoing feature, 20 weeks of Disney animation. This week includes Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Lilo and Stitch, and Treasure Planet. So go check those out. On behalf of myself and those of us here at the Disney Beat, along with the Disney Insider, we wish everyone good health and prosperity. With that, I want to say thank you for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you listen. These ratings really help the show find new listeners, and we hope that we have earned a five-star review. We also ask that you share this podcast with friends and family who love Disney. All stories can be found at thedisinsider.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at thedisinsider or on Facebook by searching The Disinsider. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Sean Nyberg, all one word, S-E-A-N-N-Y-B-E-R-G. I also co-host the Disney podcast, Walt's Apartment, that comes out every Thursday and the Disney Parks-themed podcast, Extra Magic Hour, which is released every other Friday. So check those out. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you here again next week for another edition of the Disney Beat Podcast. Make sure to vote at the Disneyland Tournament. Make sure to listen to the results this coming Friday, and make sure to come back next Monday for another edition. My name is Sean Nyberg. Have a fantastic week. Bye.